Live from NPR News, I'm Jack Spear. A ransomware hack against the world's largest meat processing company appears to have abated somewhat, with the company saying it's resumed production at most of its facilities after the weekend attack. NPR's Greg Myrie says such hacks can be carried out fairly easily. The hackers have really built a very lucrative and largely risk-free system. Uh, One group develops the malware, then they supply it to other groups to carry out the actual attacks. It's often a very simple phishing operation. Attackers just need one company employee with a weak password who gets tricked into handing over a password. Then the hackers are inside the computer system. They freeze it up and demand ransom. The criminals get paid anonymously in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. It's very hard to trace. And they operate from countries like Russia where they aren't prosecuted. NPR's Greg Myrie. It's not yet clear whether JBS, the company involved, paid a ransom or if the cyber attack caused any supply issues. A man thought to be the youngest person facing charges related to the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol has pleaded not guilty in federal court. For member station WABE in Atlanta, Johnny Kaufman has more. Bruno Kua pleaded not guilty to charges ranging from obstruction of an official proceeding to assaulting, resisting, or impeding officers. Kua from Milton in the Atlanta suburbs was 18 when he was charged. Video from the insurrection allegedly shows him wielding a baton and saying, quote, they can steal an election, but we can't sit in their chairs. The video is also said to show Kua shoving a law enforcement officer before entering the Senate chambers. Lawyers for Kua have said he was led astray by online conspiracy theories. His travel is currently restricted to his family's property and a nearby county where his grandmother lives. For NPR News, I'm Johnny Kaufman in Atlanta. The price of shares in the theater company AMC up 95% today because of that surge. The New York Stock Exchange halted trading of the stock several times. As NPR's David Gurr reports, as one of a handful of shares investors have been pushing higher lately. AMC closed at $62.55, an all-time high. And that's something, considering it was trading at 2 bucks a share late last year, and business hasn't been great for movie theaters. Since the beginning of the year, the stock is up 2,800%. Well, in a sense, this is GameStop all over again. Mom-and-pop investors are buying stock to push back against big investors who have bet against AMC and other companies like BlackBerry and Bed Bath & Beyond. Well, those companies also continued to climb. BlackBerry was up 20%, Bed Bath & Beyond 45%, and GameStop, the company that started the whole trend, is above where it was in March, up 13%. David Gura. NPR News, New York. Checking the numbers, the Dow is up 25 points today to 34,600. The Nasdaq rose 19 points. The S&P 500 gained 6 points. You're listening to NPR. Duke University's record-setting men's basketball coach, Mike Krzyzewski, will retire after the upcoming season. From WUNC, Dave DeWitt reports Krzyzewski's 42nd year on the team bench will be marked this year. With every victory since 2011, Shashevsky has added to his total as the winningest Division I men's college basketball coach ever. That win tally now stands at 1,097 to go along with five national championships. Former Duke player and ESPN basketball analyst Jay Billis lauded his former coach in a Twitter post. I think it's the most impactful coaching career we've ever seen, frankly. Uh, because it went on for so long at at such a level of excellence. 
And Coach K did it all on television, the internet, social media, you name it. Krzyzewski will coach one more season at Duke and then hand the program over to another former player of his, John Shire, who has served on Krzyzewski's staff for seven seasons. For NPR News, I'm Dave DeWitt in Durham. The former CEO of the Iowa chapter of the children's charity Make-A-Wish has pleaded guilty to embezzling tens of thousands of dollars from the charity and diverting the funds for her own use. Jennifer Woodley admitted in a written plea last week she made unauthorized charges on a foundation credit card, gave herself an unapproved bonus and salary increases, and made false entries in foundation records. The 40-year-old pleaded guilty to two counts of first-degree theft and one count of fraudulent practices. Crude oil futures prices moved higher today, oil up a dollar and 11 cents a barrel to 68.83 a barrel. I'm Jack Spear, NPR News.